0: 16 suitcases, and a trek from Australia to Nashville that would have left most crying instead of rejoicing, fearful instead of faithful, and with no money, no car, no prospects, and literally no home, howling instead of hopeful. What was she thinking? What would she do? And more importantly, as you will soon hear, what did God do? For this entire family, and in the end, what can God do for any one of us who choose to trust in Him? This now famous family, because they did just that, are the stories movies are made of and should be only this one is true in her latest long-awaited memoir behind the lights the extraordinary adventure of a mum and her family my next guest shares the struggles, the dreams, the hopes, and ultimately the hard-fought victories this mother of seven, which includes multi-Grammy award-winning Christian artists, Rebecca St. James and Joel and Luke of For King and Country and Grandmother to 13. This is the lady, this is my guest sharing with us Today, Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to Testimony a wonderful honor, indeed, co-founder of Mum Life Ministries, co-host of the Mum Life Community Podcast, Mother's Uplifting Mothers, and author of her recently released must-read memoir, Behind the Lights. Please welcome Helen Smallbone.
1: Helen, welcome to Testimony. Uh, Thank you, Jensine. That was a a very gracious, uh, very gracious intro there. Well, it's all
0: true and we've just started. Uh, First of all, I want to give a shout out to good friend and PR Pro Jackie Monahan for connecting us. And secondly, before we begin to tell your amazing story, would you just share with our listeners how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, and how having that faith would make all the difference as your story so beautifully reflects. And then at the end of our broadcast, we will hear a song and tribute from your sons to their mom behind the lights. Helen Smallbone, please tell us your story. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I grew up as a PK, a pastor's kid, so I have been uh, surrounded by faith um, since since I was born. Um, I actually gave my life to Christ at the age of fourteen uh, at a Billy Graham crusade, and um, but it actually wasn't until I was sixteen that I uh, felt still wanted more, more of uh, what the, the Jesus had to offer, and I. Um, I went forward and was prayed to receive the Holy Spirit at the age of 16. And from then on, really, he had become the foundation of my life. I think the, the Bible just became alive. Um, everything made sense to me in terms of uh, the foundation for living is in, is in the truth of, of what Jesus taught. Um, and uh, I, I married uh, early, at, married at, at twenty. Um, uh, to the love of my life we've been married nearly 48 years so um, I'm just wow. 68 on the other side of life <laughs> nearly now um, and uh, it, it has definitely been an incredible journey um, Ephesians three twenty is one of my sort of life verses as I paraphrase God can do much much more than anything that we can ask or even imagine in through his power and his glory and that has really been evidence Uh, through what He has done in in particularly my life and in our life as a family. Amen and
0: amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Helen Smallbone, her latest must-read, Behind the Lights, the extraordinary adventure of a mom and her family. Helen, your husband David, by all accounts, had the overall vision for the family, stepped out in faith, and stayed true to his real calling in the music industry, which helped mm-hmm. spawn the career of his daughter, Rebecca St. James, and later, Joel and Luke, uh, for King and Country. But it was your steadfastness and willingness to submit to the, quote, process and your husband in weathering those tough and often lean times to where you are today and the dreams achieved by each family member because you did. Talk about that and the importance of truly standing by your man without shrinking from him and the balance between the two.
1: Well, you're, you're, you're right. Um, I think that uh, w- the wife and mom plays a much greater part and role in our culture and in society um, than uh, then often as she's given credit for. Um, I've been a full-time mum ever since I started having children at 22. Um, I've never really wanted to do anything else but be a wife and a mum, so it was definitely fulfilling my dreams. I don't think I imagined that we would have such a large family, um, but God knew better, and uh, he blessed us with, with seven kids. Um, I I'm very aware that biblical principles are so right, and uh, really, as husband and wife, the husband is commanded to love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. That love, his love for his wife, actually represents Jesus's love for us, and that's a that's a monumental task for for a husband. Um, and then the wife is asked to uh, submit to her husband as unto the Lord, as well as to honor and respect him. And I think a lot of us get hung up on the whole word of submission, um, thinking that it's a lesser role, thinking that it's being uh, a servant. Though I'm also very strongly reminded that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. So to be a servant is actually modeling after Jesus, and I don't see any better role model than modeling after Jesus. But (laughs) in the wife and in the the home role, um, when the husband is really fulfilling his part, which is loving his wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it, then it is easy, easy for a woman to really submit the authority that God has given him and, and we're not perfect By any stretch of the means. My husband loves me well um, And he has modeled loving me well And so I'm loved well By our children as well um, So I'm a very spoiled woman In lots of ways Because I am very well loved uh, It has been a pleasure Really to, to serve um, The family And to serve uh, David And to follow God I think I understood, uh, even in the hard times, we did lose everything. So we had to restart, and um, David was uh, just on a bit over 40 when we had to restart and rebuild our lives. Um, we rebuilt them on a different foundation. We built them on a foundation of ministry and serving and calling and, uh, and following, and following where Jesus led. And I think that's a huge part of our story, is that we did see the hand of God leading and guiding us. And when you see God on your life, whether it be uh, providing, you know, something for you that you've been praying for, whether it be for healing, whether it be just looking outside and seeing His creation and the trees, the the, the, the birds and hear a bird singing, when you can see the hand of God and, and when you know that His hand is on your life, leading and guiding you, really, He can walk through anything. You can pretty much walk through anything because He will give you the strength and I don't. We never knew the outcome of where God was leading us. We didn't realize that He was going to um, raise up two different musical artists, in Rebecca and James, and the King Country, out of our family. But what we did do was faithfully, uh, fairly faithfully. I mean, you have the bad days, but follow <laughs> right. his next step where He was taking us.
0: Amen and amen, beautifully said. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Helen Smallbone, uh, author of her just recently released Behind the Lights. Uh, Helen, I have so many questions for you, so little time. We are going to hear one of the wonderful uh, songs from For King and Country actually dedicated to you. I want you to touch a little bit upon when you arrived in Nashville and mm-hmm. your children had to pitch just to make ends meet raking leaves whatever it took how did those extreme challenging times help to shape each of your seven children to the success they are today hmm
1: I think God actually started us working together um, before we came to Nashville uh, David was in um, Christian music back in Australia. He was sort of Mr. Christian music in Australia. He had a record company, he had concert promotion. He was artist manager. He was doing sort of a gamut of it back in Australia, but on a small scale. And when you're self-employed uh, and you've got your own business and he was working out of the home, the kids actually helped um, in, in simple ways. They were, We would do mail-outs together and they would stick stamps on or put address labels on or collate them into you know rubber band in the piles and then we would put flyers on uh, on people's cars at when they were at church events whatever we, we were working sort of together and we're talking about pretty young kids uh, when we came to America uh, Rebecca was 14 so if we were back in Australia um, the six kids were all under under 14 so we're talking about young children and then when we came here and we we just again did the next thing which was it was fall um, when we settled into Nashville uh, the leaves had all fallen we borrowed rakes from our neighbours and we started as a family raking the leaves this was a novelty we didn't have um, just we don't have many deciduous trees in Australia so to have the leaves all falling was a bit of a novelty Um, and so we started raking leaves and then we got uh, people would stop and say oh gosh when you finish your, our, your house you can come down to ours and we'll pay you <laughs> and they started a bit of a business and from that you build relationships and then people in the local community realise that Rebecca was the oldest of, um, of seven kids and so um, they got her to come and babysit and then that led into cleaning houses and, and so it goes on but when we worked together like that the kids and doing those simple jobs that were the next step for us at that time this wasn't where we were wanting to be but it helped put food on the table It helped provide for us it helped build relationships Um, as we did those simple jobs um, we actually realized we liked working together and being together Um, and God uses everything in our life, so he used that time to set a foundation of understanding what it meant to work and to be together and so, when Rebecca was signed uh, a couple of years later to Forefront Records, um, we... And she was about to go on tour. We couldn't handle being separated. Um, and so, David came up with the idea that we would all travel together and that the boys would learn how to do um, the production work. And so, from that, uh, the boys are still all... I've got five sons. They're all still working together. In different arenas, our oldest Daniel uh, does all the lights and production for the King and Country. Ben does all their music videos and has done a couple, uh, uh, you know, some video and film work for us. Um, Then you've got Joel who's in the King and Country, Luke who's in the King and Country, and then Josh, the youngest boy, actually manages the band. So everybody's still working, I mean, the boys are all still working together and that came out of those early days of just cleaning houses, raking lawns, mowing lawns, doing the simple tasks and realizing that God had a bigger purpose for us working those.
0: Amen and amen and that is a premise for everyone. Helen in your wonderful memoir Behind the Lights you hold nothing back, the good, the bad, the embarrassing, the victories What one story comes to mind that you can share that reflects just one of these moments and why having grace, faith and patience is key to overcoming and at the very least recovering?
1: One story, and and I don't know exactly um, how you were thinking of me, what direction you sort of had me going in that. Uh, When we were kids, we were out working and doing some of the... In the early days when we were really struggling um, and the kids actually put food on the table for us um, by the odd jobs that they were doing. Uh, That went on for probably um, two to three years um, that they would go out and they would do um, these odd jobs. And Daniel, our eldest son, um, from the age of about 13 to 15, um, would go every Saturday morning to... Uh, work at a flea market and he would get paid $20 um, for working uh, the morning at the flea market and he would come home and that would be our grocery money for that day Uh, and so he would just hand it over there was never any question um, that that money was the family money and that was going to put food on the table and then one morning um, he came home and David said you can keep the money And Daniel just stood there absolutely aghast and said, what do you mean? And he said, we're doing okay now. You can keep the money. And it was like Daniel was in shock. And it always um, meant a lot to me because he had so sacrificially given that when he was told that he could keep that money, it was like a, a total foreign thought him. You know, it was like he'd gotten so used to feeling that he was making a contribution that to actually earn this money for himself was a whole different, you know, just a different He, he really struggled to get his head around it. <laughs> and, I, and I know in our culture today, a lot of kids, I think, are suffering because one, they're not taught a good work ethic. Um, right. They tend to be a little spoiled in our culture. Um, they're often privileged and they want to do the fancy stuff, but they don't want to do the humble stuff. And and for our parents to be able to teach their children the value of work, and God used that time to teach the kids, our own children, the value of work, the value of community, the cousins, they felt needed and they had purpose. And when I look at, our, at the generation of today, a lot of times they don't understand. And what their purpose is, who God's created them to be. Um, they don't understand how to serve other people, to to humble themselves before others. They don't understand the menial task. And I think by God's graciousness and on the journey that He led us on, our kids have, were taught all those things and they were invaluable as life skills. So, it, But it was more God's idea in a way than necessarily ours. We just knew every man had to pitch in because we needed every every dollar that um, we could bring in in those early days because we were, we were surviving on, on very little. One time we went to the, I know we wanted to go to church in, at night and this was after we'd been given a car um, and uh, we had no gas and David knew that we weren't going to make it to church and home. So one of our boys went round to all the sofas and raided the backs of all the sofas and found two dollars in coin and he came and presented that to david and said um, is this going to be enough and it was enough for david to put two dollars of coins into the gas tank to get us to church and home (laughs) that
0: is amazing ladies and gentlemen you're listening to helen smallbone her latest must read behind the lights Helen you've really answered the follow-up question I had which was so much of today's culture is self-serving pampered and without purpose or direction What as a mother would you advise for today's moms and I think you just did that give your children uh-huh. purpose <laughs> get them involved get them going you are living close to your seven grown children now 13 grandchildren as i understand it what does life look like for you today you co-founded a ministry for mothers entitled mom life which means mothers uplifting mothers talk to us a little bit about that and how you continue to encourage and inspire today
1: um, for a lot of years, we were traveling together, uh, particularly through uh, Rebecca's career. We traveled together as a family. So it was very hard uh, for us to be actively involved in the church and to have responsibility and roles. But as her career wound down and we were sort of in transition years from Rebecca to the boys into King Country, uh, we were around. So um, I had a friend of mine setting up a mentoring ministry at our local church and said, would I be interested in being a mentor? Um, And I realised as the kids got older and very much more today uh, with grandkids that my heart is for the family. My heart is for mums because they are the foundation. They are the the, the hub of our culture. If we can support our mums, then we're going to have healthy homes. And if we have healthy homes, we're going to have healthy children and healthy marriages. And that is the foundation of culture and so um, when they asked me to, to, to help uh, become a mental mum I really found my niche I found this was this is who I am and uh, this was the perfect place for me and so I've been doing that for about 10 years now and a couple of years ago an acquaintance I didn't know him very well um, said how can I get you to do a podcast because families are in crisis and I said first up I said well you don't Um, because I really am a behind-the-scenes type of person. I I enjoy being at home. We live on a bit of a farm. I have lots of animals, and the animals have really become my hobby. I enjoy gardening. I enjoy being outside. And so I couldn't see myself in doing a podcast thing, and he said, no, I'm serious. I really want you to be a part and to do a podcast. I said, well, the only way I would do it is if, if I partnered with young lady that I do mum life with and uh that we did it as mum life in the only way as a mentoring ministry so so our podcast actually had me as the mentor and then we have a I have a co-host Heather who's become a really good friend and like another daughter and then I have about uh eight we have about eight mums who contribute to the podcast and so it's really very story-based it's very personal very real um and uh And they're really very encouraging. And so that's that's the only thing that I've known how to do. Um, God has led me to do some more speaking events. It's not really in my comfort zone. But I'm in a season of life where I just want to say yes. What God, the doors that God opens, the opportunities that he gives. I want to be obedient to him and to follow him. I want to, as I say, encourage other mums and other families. And so um, I am in this stage of life where I do endeavor to try and say yes to uh, whatever I can.
0: Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally renowned mother of multiple Grammy Award winning artists, Rebecca St. James and Sons Joel and Luke of Christendom's dynamic duo for King and Country. And that's just three of her amazing seven children, 13 grandchildren, and wonderful husband David, all chronicled in her long-awaited must-read memoir, Behind the Light. The extraordinary adventure of a mum and her family, Helen Smallbone. You could learn more about Helen's work, ministry, and mission by visiting mumlife.org and get her inspiring memoir, Behind the Lights. You will be joyfully blessed inspired and encouraged that you did as well as listening to her mum life community podcast mums mothers uplifting mothers Helen, what an absolute joy and honor to have you share just a little of your amazing, adventurous, and Holy Spirit-filled story of faith in action, trust through trials, and the peace you would find in Jesus Christ as a wife, mother, grandmother, great, encourager, mentor, and really just an example for us all, no matter our station, circumstances, life's chances, or not, you show us all how, and beautifully so, we thank you, and God continue to richly bless you and your growing family. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I give you for King and Country a song and tribute entitled Unsung Hero, a song for Mom behind the lights, and brilliantly so. Once upon a time, you were 25, walking up the aisle, I made the promise of your bling twice and you were 29, singing lullabies, and I looked up at you for the first time, words fall short that I am sure. I told you that I'd search the world and I found the girl And oh, how she reminds me of you You're strong like your father to lose You're an song hero So I'll sing scared and when someone's in trouble i'll never leave them there and i love like my mother like there's nothing to lose you're my own song here and i sing this song for you